0: Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie.
1: Stop trying to sell junk. Learn how to help your ideal client buy what they truly need. What's up? I'm Brandon Guthrie, CEO of Dream Design Labs here at the Christian Contractor Podcast where we believe marketing doesn't have to be hard. All you need is the right tools and the right heart to serve. Thanks for tuning in. I am super excited to have Josh Gillow, CEO of Yes Express with me today, Joshua Welcome and thank you for being here. What's up? What's up, man? How you doing?
0: What's going on, man? Thanks for having me. I'm super stoked to, uh, to be on here with you and uh, yeah, just have a big conversation. Can't wait.
1: Dude, it's so good. I'm so, so thrilled to have you here. So, you know, there's, there's people listening in and they're like, oh, let me build my business. And that's cool. And that's what we focus on, paid acquisition. But you're coming in here with like knowledge and structure and foundation and like the things that really matter and can keep this from being a house of cards that's gonna fall apart with some foundation, I'm super excited. So before we jump into like the super value, we're gonna learn a little bit more about you, Joshua. What do you say?
0: Sounds like a plan, man, let's do it. All
1: right, so let's do some rapid fire questions. Um, All right, number one, when you're not working, how do you like to spend your time?
0: Oh goodness. I don't actually feel like I work a lot, even though I do, you know, physically. But uh, you know, I I love what I do, so it's it's all about trying to find more stuff that didn't, you know empowers me. And as far as you know, when I'm not doing that, it's about chasing my kids around. I have two young boys, uh, they're 11 and 14, so spending some quality present time with them and my wife as well. We've been married 16 years, so um, it's been an incredible journey so far, loving it. Uh, spending tons of time with them and, uh, you know, making sure that this whole thing we call business doesn't take over my life and become my complete identity that I still keep that solid identity as a human being too.
1: Dude. Yes. So good. So good family, not getting your life taken over by your business. I definitely, man, I'm going to learn so much. (laughs) (laughs) I need some of this. I need some of this. I hope all you guys need some of this too. Okay. What is your hidden talent?
0: So my hidden talent, it's it's seeing the best in people, and seeing the capacity that they have, without them even knowing it. It's something that I truly enjoy. You know, I see somebody, and you can see they're scared, or see that they're frustrated, or in some way not living their true self. Being able to guide them toward that, and to empower them to become the best versions of themselves. So not just for their business and they can make more money, but so they can show up to their family as a more more whole person, and to build the confidence because. I am, when I was a kid, all the way up through about f- five, six years ago, I was not a very confident person. I struggled a lot with confidence. I struggled a lot with the fear of failure and all those kinds of things. And after I learned how to get around those things and how to better show up for my family and for my businesses and all that, Everything exploded, Brandon. Everything went crazy and not in the way that, you know, it's taking over my life, but that I actually have more time with my friends and family and more time to think and to read and to grow and lead companies and that kind of stuff. So really it's a matter of doing the inner work first and and being able to do that. I wish somebody would have told me that when I was 20, but uh, things sometimes you learn at the right time. I always feel like, you know, God l- lands everything on us at the right time. And we, you know, we just have to be ready and open and and it. And, and, and that's just what it is. Life's happening you know, for us, not to us. So it's, it's, it's an incredible journey.
1: Dude. So good. I, I'm like, Joshua, how is his, what is he identifying in me? I need to know. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's <laughs> awesome talent. Uh, okay. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given?
0: Hmm. I've been given a lot of great advice. <laughs> that's a, um, that's a big one. let me think the best advice that I've ever been given has to be from my father and my mother too, but but definitely from my father. And he said, son, never go out working for money. Always go out and try to add as much value as you possibly can and do it because you want to, and the money will always follow. Money is is not the game, it's not the goal. Money is a side effect. And I've always led with that mindset of, hey, you know what? Yeah, we gotta get paid for stuff that we're doing. But at the end of the day, it's not about taking advantage of people. It's not about the numbers. It's more about, the heart and soul it's put into everything you, you would, you go after, right? Because when you're leading with your heart or your soul, there there are no boundaries there. You don't get tired. You don't get as frustrated because you know, the bigger why, you know, there's so much more than just a number. And if you don't hit your sales numbers, but you ended up impacting in so many people's lives, it's like, dude, if that's the bigger matrix that you're shooting for the bigger number or a bigger success quantifier that you're going for, my goodness, everything is so much better because numbers are, I don't know. They're just not something that's that, that's that necessary to be the biggest focus. Now, obviously, you're running a business. You need to run a business. You need to make money, <clears throat> of course. But it's a matter of where, do you, where are you starting from? Where is your mind going when you're doing this? Is it about the numbers or is it about the service? When you make it service, you'll win every time.
1: Dude, Yeah, when you're focused on purpose, aligned, you're limitless. Yep. I mean, you, you find yourself late at the office and you're not even blinking. You're like, you're pumped. But when you're doing yep. something that you're stretched out on, you're you're just like, dude, this sucks. This well, think housing.
0: about it, Brandon. Think about when the last time you were doing something and you completely lost track of time. You look down <laughs> and you you know, you're working going crazy, the next thing you know, you look up and you're like, It's three thirty already? What happened? I just looked up, it was ten o'clock, I didn't even eat lunch. Yep. Imagine living every single day in that beautiful uh, warm trance whoa. of just absolute flow. Mm-hmm. Imagine living like that. That's, that's my life every day. Dude. And it's because you, when you lead with the heart and the soul, everything else figures itself out.
1: So true. So true. And I'm finding, I'm, I'm, I'm still finding that and I'll always seeking my purpose and feeling it. And I'm identifying it and I'm feeling and noticing it. I'm like, Whoa, like, this is yeah. this is it. Like I can I I feel the complete difference and it's like wow, this is so awesome, which is exactly why we're here right now. So, <laughs> this feels like flow, you know? This is it. it sure uh, is. So, um what's one thing that one thing about you that surprises people?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me think. Something that surprises people. I would have to say a good question actually these are good questions <laughs> like yeah they stuff. are really good questions and i like it i want to put some thought into it i just want to spat something out right so something that surprises people is that i'm very vulnerable oftentimes they say you know especially as men the masculine you know journey whatever it's you're so focused on the stiff upper lip and always being strong and trying to be you know something that you're not always and to be vulnerable and to be authentic and to uh, to have the conversations that aren't comfortable having with your spouse or your friends or your colleagues, and just saying it as it is, is something that people once they get around me, they realize that's what I do. But in the beginning, it's not something that most are used to. And I know in, oftentimes in early in relationships, they're they're just not comfortable with that kind of a, a, a vulnerability. And like, dude, I'll tell you whatever, and I'll tell you the struggles that I went through, and the black eyes that I got, and the the you know the bloody lips because of dumb decisions. Like, I'll be the first to, to admit all of that because all of those things in my journey, they've all gotten me to where I am now and they will continue to fortify that foundation of growth because I don't look at failure as being a thing. I think a failure is a mindset and failure. If you aren't failing every day doing something, you're not pushing hard enough. I'm sorry, but if every day just works out perfect and and, and everything just goes as planned and you know what? You're only doing about 50% of what you could be. You've got to constantly be slung things in your face and you're like, "I don't know how to handle that. I don't know how to do that. I've never had that. I've never been asked that question before. What do we do here? If you're not handling that on a daily basis, you're not pushing hard enough.
1: Yes, so good. Oh my gosh. I, it's like uh, I remember when someone said, like, "What did you fail at today?" And mm-hmm. uh, the, the inventor of Spanx, her she said her dad would ask her every day. What did you fail at today? And then whatever yeah. she failed at, and he's, she, he would give her a pat on the back and got yeah. her used to being comfortable with failure and one of her greatest lessons. So, dude, so good. I love it. Um, okay, yeah. next. What does success mean to you?
0: Success to me is choices. Right? Being able to have as many choices as I want. Choice in how I spend my time. Choice and how many people that I can serve, choice in what I do each day. That's success. It's not a monetary thing for me. It's totally how much can I impact and empower people around me? And how can I take what I've learned and you know disseminate it across the population? And also at the same time, uh, how can I learn every single day? Success for me is also about learning from others. Like throughout this podcast, I'm sure I'll pick up some nuggets that I'll think deeper about and get something amazing from. And you know that's, that's what it's really all about about having that conversation and about, um, you know, just just really defining success. The excellent question for most listening out there, if, if you haven't defined what success means for you yet, think about it. Because if it's a number, you'll never be happy. That's the bottom line, you'll never be happy with a number because numbers always change and someone else has always got a bigger number than you do. So if that's the case, then you'll never be happy. I used to be that guy, right? And I was never happy. And I realized that in order for me to be happy, I had to work on fulfilling my soul. And the way you fulfill your soul is through growth, love, and contribution. Those three things will fulfill your soul. And without them, you will always be hollow inside, chasing a number or chasing the competitor or whoever it might be. But once you're doing it and and solving a bigger inner dilemma, you know, that fulfillment side, and through service, creating the fulfillment within yourself, it, it's like a, it's like a, a solar... Uh, panel battery combination when it's sunny out it's just pulling the energy to the battery and then it's turning the wheels of the car right let's pretend that's what it is right and it, as long as that sun's out it's fine and then when it's not it's like now what that's what numbers are like All of a sudden, like now what but when you have that sun out and you have the solar panel it just keeps running it's perfect there's zero carbon footprint there's all of that like everything is made to go that way that's how plants run that's how all that right so um it's really a matter of, of getting focused on that uh contribution love and connection it's really a huge piece and growth too
1: there's so much wisdom seeping out of all of your, all of your body right now. This is crazy. Like what's (laughs) going on, dude? This is, this is so good. Uh, okay. Where is your happy place?
0: Mm, My family for sure. It's to be with my family and to, and to just be with them and watch my boys grow and, you know, as a as a father, he tried to bestow as much information as possible, just like our fathers did, right? And and they did the best they could, but there's also the the side of it where they're at an age where they're not really introspective yet right? They're they're kind of just trying to fit in. Like, where do I fit into this whole thing called life? And want to have friends and kind of my oldest at an awkward age at 14 now, where he's starting to get hair in places and he's, you know, and the girls are talking to him and his voice is cracking. So he's trying to figure life out on his own terms now and all of that, but to be part of that journey with them. And I say that because it wasn't always the case, you know, and I found that, and it's only recently that I really pulled this one out of my soul, but uh, I was at an event and uh, we were working through and trying to figure out, you know, what's some of our limiting beliefs, and uh, one of them was that I, you know, I, I do all of the things that I do for my family, right? That's the justification of it all, right? I'm spending all these hours working, I'm, I'm doing this stuff, traveling, whatever, helping, coaching, all that kind of stuff, and it's all for them, right? So deep down, that was my, my, oh, you know, what? It's going to be a lot. I'm not going to see him for a week, but it's all for them. This is all real good. And what I realized, Brendan, is it wasn't true my ego was kicking in, right? It was sneaking in the back door, trying to take all the accolades and the significance that comes with, you know, uh, coaching people and teaching and being part of everything and running these different businesses. And like, there was so much of an ego play in there that I had to sit back and that one hit me right at the core, man. That was a tough one. That realization that I was doing it more for my ego than for my family, it took me to my knees, man. I bawled for a long time when I realized that. And I said, you know what? That needs to change now. So, i said that all has to change i have to start being a little bit more uh not a little bit more a lot more present when i'm with them because when i would go i would be there like i wasn't like i wasn't at the soccer games or i wasn't at the spelling bees or whatever it was like i was there but my mind wasn't you know i was disconnected from all of that i was completely uh you know somewhere else i was thinking about texts that were coming in emails tomorrow's calendar what kind of am i going to do here what's this next event what am i gonna be doing there like my mind was somewhere else so i was i was showing up physically but I was unconscious around my family. My wife would talk to me, we'd go on walks and things and we'd go for a 15, 20 minute walk and I wouldn't remember one thing she said. I'd be there listening, yeah, we'd have a conversation, but I wasn't there because I was so focused on everything else. And I'm like, what is everything I'm doing, if it's truly for them, why the hell don't I remember what they'd say? Why am I not there? So I had to change all of that. And I I set new rituals in place that I would be present during those times and I would be. And it it took some time now to get my mind flipped around to being present and put my phone away at a certain point on the cradle, even though it's a cell phone, I got a little cradle for it and it disappears at about six thirty, seven o'clock and nobody's going to touch me until the next day. That's just what it is. And then the kids and I, we do our thing. And I'm like, I'm completely with you because that phone takes the attention away from all that. And I said, if I if am true to my soul, that it is for them, then I need to show that. And I actually wrote letters to my two sons and to my wife about how I'm going to show up and how I expect them to keep me accountable. That if they see me steering a different direction and not present. That I want them to to hold me to that, and I want them to point it out. And man, the shift is is huge, and all the way down to my soul level. I'm like, wow, holy God. now I, now I actually feel like I'm doing it for them because I'm spending the time present with them. So that was that was a huge thing for me.
1: You're walking the walk, not just talking the talk. Yep, dude. That is a big one for me because uh, I, I just got married in July and uh, we'll see what life happens. We'll, uh, see see what happens. But our plan, right? Everyone has a plan, but things don't always work out as planned. Our plan is once she graduates from her master's program that we're going to start starting start a family. And the last thing that I want is to be that, is to be not present. And I know I'm in the red zone of that happening. Like, I know I am high. Uh, what do They say with the, the Rona, the COVID, the you know, high risk, I'm high risk. I am high risk yeah. of that. And so I'm so I feel so blessed to be here in your presence and like to just get to know you because I know when that time comes, I, I know obviously you're uh, an awesome dude. And if I ever reached out with a question and like, hey, man, I just need assistance. I f- see myself slipping and not being present with my family. Uh, like that's a huge thing for me. I know that you will. I I hope, that, and I'm pretty sure that you would respond and help me out there. Um, so, dude, so good. That that's so much wisdom, and I can't wait for that time to come. For I know I'm going to need assistance. I'm going to be calling out for just advice here and there, and because uh, I yeah, that's a it's almost, it's like a fear. It's a fear of mine that mm-hmm. it's like I'm working towards all this. And that's great. And I say, th- and I say the, the same thing that I'm doing it for my family. I find my why, and you know, my wife, my future kids, and I. But I really want to walk the walk, not talk the talk. Awesome. And man, I'm so. I've been blessed to have other people in my life um, that they're just they're walking the walk, like like you are, and mm-hmm. and I can see that. And I'm like, okay, I you know it's possible. First of all, it creates belief. Like, okay, this is possible. It's not just say that it's possible to be present and also have this seven businesses <laughs> that you're running so for mm-hmm. me that's belief and uh just like obviously a, a resource in a relationship so dude thank you so much i'd be honored that. dude
0: absolutely dude anybody and you know it's i'd love to help you on your journey there because you know and i'll be very very frank with you and the listeners it's not something that once you figure it out that it's easy that saboteur comes back up in your mind and that saboteur is like, oh, well, you could just answer that email now or that phone call or let's go down and work a little more. we will get you ahead for tomorrow. And you have to be stand at the gates of your mind and you've got to stand there and say, no, sorry, that's not what's gonna happen here. You have to do that every freaking day. It does get easier as you build those muscles, but it is not like you just, you you, you graduate and then it's easy street. It's not, you will always manage this. So expect that to be part of your human experience but understand what the, what it's, what you're doing it all for. If it truly is that, if it's not, that's okay. Pick something else. But for me, it was for my family. And that's when I realized that, that that took me to my knees and now I am a better person because of that realization.
1: That's so good. That awareness. Uh, Okay. What qualities do you have? Do you value in the people with whom you spend time?
0: Number one, authenticity. I have no interest in hanging around with fake people posing as something else. I have no interest in that. Um, loyalty. It's another huge virtue. If <clears throat> if you're not loyal, even to yourself, you know, it starts there. But I mean, to, to be loyal, uh, being a man or woman of your word, when you say you're going to do something, it's done. You say you're going to be somewhere, you're there. You show up 100% and play full out. Those are the kind of people that I like spending my time with because proximity is power and you become the aggregate of the five people you spend the most time with. That's just human nature. That's just Tony Robbins teaches that and he's spot on with that mindset. Because if you surround yourself with people who are barely doing anything and just getting by and, and, and not doing what you want to do, they're just kind of, you know, for lack of better terms, living, right? Surviving is probably the better word for it. And you're going to end up having a life of, of just surviving. That's what it is. You know, but if you want more from life for whatever reason, whatever your why is, and you want more, you're going to have to surround yourself with people who are actually doing what you want. And I'm sure you've heard that before. I'm sure it's like, oh yeah, of course, Josh, that's what we got to do. We got to go out and find some cool people to hang out with. Where the hell do I even get started? Today's day and age with social media and groups and masterminds, you almost have to live under a rock with no brains, if not figure out how that's possible. It's so easy to connect with people now and even start the process of watching YouTube videos or listening to podcasts like this. And then you know what craziest part is one day you'll get enough courage and you'll say, you know what? I'm gonna ask that person if they would mentor me or if there's another way that I can get, you know, more of a connection to that person because I really emulate well with what they say, I connect well with it, I really, that's that's who I'd love to become, at least right now. It's not like you've, you're figuring out if you're 22 listening to this, you're trying to figure out when you're 92 who you're gonna to wanna to hang around. Mentors and coaches and influences they come and go throughout your life. And I believe God lines them up at the right time. And when you, when the student's ready, the mentor shows up. That's just what it is, right? But sometimes you got to search it and you're going to get no's, these kinds of things from it. But you're also going to get the right one to say yes. And then you just open to whatever that conversation looks like. And pretty soon, if you can add enough value, you become valuable to them. And next thing you know, you're starting companies together and you're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And I say that because that was a lot of my journey, what I just mentioned, right? So I didn't, when I first started out, I didn't want to ask for help. I'm a guy, I'm a pioneer. Like nobody does it as good as I do, right? This chip on my shoulder from the cornfields of Pennsylvania. Like I can do anything, man. That's fine. But then I realized that would only get me so far. That would only get me so far in my journey. And then I would hit a wall. And then once I hit that wall, I didn't know where to go. And then that's when the saboteurs kick in. Like you're not enough. Do you really have what it takes? You're going to fail. What are they going to say? Right, and then you stand back, and that's where most business people stop, is when they have to start asking for help and they have to start creating teams around them, and they have to start trusting themselves to let go. Trust is one of the toughest things for business owners and people in general to do, is not just because they can trust themselves a bit, but they don't necessarily trust themselves trusting others. And that's where most businesses, that's the chokehold in the business is the mindset of the, of the owner, right? So and building the trust and the confidence within oneself is really gonna w- take you past, typically it's about the million dollar mark is when that comes out because you can't be the identity of the business anymore because usually up to a million, you are the identity of the business. It's whatever you are, it is, it's a mirror reflection. And then around the million, million, two million, somewhere in there, you're gonna find that um, that's not gonna work anymore. And the business has to have its own identity. And that identity is some you, some the team, and some mostly your mission, right? So you have to define that mission and then get team members behind it. So we're not gonna get on that rabbit hole, but the point is it's building that within yourself and learning how to to get to that point and to, to trust, to learn how to trust yourself that you know you're gonna make great decisions, you're gonna make them quick. And even if they aren't great decisions, you're gonna make decisions because you're gonna find out really quick whether they're the right ones or the wrong ones, quick. That it's, it's, it's all about quick. Because if not, you're going to spin your wheels and spend tons of time trying to make a decision that really could have been made in a second, but you wasted a week to mull it over and ask 12 people of 14 different opinions and all of this. And you're like, well, What what is, what does Brandon feel our best solutions from your heart? You're given a fork in the road, which way feels best to your heart and soul. And that's the way you take. Don't care about the other side. That's the way you're going to go. And when you always follow your heart and your soul and you know it's right, it will always lead you in the right direction.
1: Mm, so good yes oh man that's uh, one thing I've been learning a lot definitely as I'm growing I'm realizing oh my gosh I need to have like a mission a vision goals like that everyone aligns with in my company that is received on the customer end and that helps me make all of my decisions and uh, wow awesome dude so good okay for sure so Before we jump into it, tell us more about you and how you help business owners.
0: So yeah, I've I've been very privileged and blessed to be part of a lot of conversations with different business owners around the country Uh, over the years. You know, I've I've been in business now since I was about 18 years old, Um, and that puts me about 25 years now that I've been out there. You know, I've I've I had a small job when I first uh, started out around 17, 18 in in a restaurant. As a, a maintenance person and as a dishwasher, and I realized you know that that 's not the life for me and My mother and father started the garden center when I was five years old, so I was born in a an entrepreneurial family uh, but they were farmers right and and so really. They didn't have business skills. They didn't go to business school. I mean, who else? Who really does before they start a business, right? Most of the time, we just know we can do it better than our employer, and we want to make all the money, so we start the business, and it becomes a job that we own, not a business that we own, right? So that's typically the slippery slope that most fall in. And I was heading right for that direction too. You know, there was really no, uh, you know, no additional uh, support that way. But point is, grow up in the in the business as a family business, and really, the goal is to make sure you can you know, that that you're, you're able to grow as a human being, because if you aren't growing and moving forward, you know, each day, a little bit, not a ton, what's going to happen is you're going to get stagnant and get stuck. Right. And that's what, like I said before, that's what most business owners do. They get stagnant and stuck. So really it's a matter of, of constantly growing and of, um, you know, continuing that journey.
1: Mm. Yes. So awesome. And, um, so that's great, and uh, I think also just to cap that off, and then we're gonna jump into the the super value, which I'm super excited for. the 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 headline was: Stop trying to sell junk to people. Learn how to help your ideal client buy what they truly need. And I'm super excited for that because Joshua is 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 uh, he's all about this, and and it turns things from selling to giving people what they want. It's it's no pressure. Uh, So if you're not into high pressure sales and you want to still close deals and everyone be happy, dude, we're about to get into the value. So, but before that, um, so awesome. I love that backstory, but how is it that you help business owners, right? Kind of right in your coaching program, I I would guess it would be a great way to place to start.
0: Got it. So yeah, so exactly. So really, uh, I got a little off topic in that last question. And no, anyway, can. so this, uh, so what I wanted to do after all these years of learning, you know, the different, um, strategies, things that worked, that didn't work, you know, if I didn't know something, I would, you know, read a book about it or I would, I mean, I didn't originally, originally do that, but eventually I realized that's what everybody was doing that was succeeding. So that's what I emulated them and said, all right, read a book, go to a seminar, something to learn how to get past this problem. And over all the years of doing that, all the, you know broken arms and black eyes that i got over the years and successes and celebrations i said you know we've been doing this a long time and i see so many people that are struggling in our industry you know we're in the outdoor living the you know construction and contracting when it comes to you know either outdoor living or landscaping hardscaping these kinds of things right so we see so many people starting businesses and struggling just like i did and i said you know what i want to make sure that uh that i can be or we can be as a team, you know, uh, the people that I wish I had when I first started out to help me get there faster. It wouldn't have taken me 25 years to get to where I am now. I could have probably done it in five or six, knowing what I know now, right? But how do I help others do that as well? And we've created processes and systems to get us past the million dollar line and all that to, uh, to help our businesses grow. And I said, how about, what if we do something crazy? I mean, most people, it's like the the Coca-Cola recipe, right? Like, why would you ever give that out? That would be a horrible thing to do. And I don't believe that. I believe that collaboration, you know, teaches everybody a little more and we can all grow that way. So, um, you know, so we started Yes Express about two years ago to be able to give back to our industry and, and be able to help people have a conversation. Right. And when it comes to conversations, people think they're usually really good, especially on the sales side. They're like, yeah, I read a book once. I can, I can sell it. It works some of the time, right? We're still, we can still keep the lights on. Everything is good. But what I found is that I never liked the word sell because to be quite honest with you, I hate salespeople. I hate them because a salesperson is trying to sell you something that benefits them at least it's a feeling, right? It benefits them and they don't really care if it benefits you. All they care about is that it benefits them. So when you take that mindset of, okay, use car salesman for instance, right? Not that if there's any listen out there, I'm not blaming you directly, but uh, that's the old adage where you say, okay, well, you know, I'm gonna buy this car. Well, this car is beautiful. In the back of their mind, you're thinking, because I get the biggest margin from this car. We're gonna sell you every possible feature and function in this car so you can take it home. Whether you're happy or not, it doesn't matter. I made a sale, we're good. That's sales, right? I never felt good with that because, again, leading from the heart and from the soul, it felt like I was, I was just selling people things that they didn't need. So years ago, I realized that it's going to have to come from the helping people buy mentality, right? So people love to you know, buy things, but they hate being sold to. And That's the same premise that we like to work on as well. So we we teach you how to have a conversation with your clients on the phone, so you're not wasting tons of time going out there. It helps you screen them, uh, make sure that they are great candidates, that they're gonna, you know, they're ready to move forward with what you have to offer. Not something that, uh, you know, that you're trying to force down their throat. There's no heavy hard selling. It's it's all about asking great questions, giving them a space to speak their mind and think out loud, so they can hear themselves, fa- you know, figuring this out. And then you talk a little bit about what makes you different and how you could serve them. And then you get into budget and next steps, things like that, that we break through. But we do that on a, like a 20 minute phone call. And what that does is it, it opens up a conversation for clients that they can really start thinking about not just what they're trying to buy, but why, why do they want to buy this? You know, for us, it's outdoor living. So why do they want to buy this space? How is it going to impact their family? as opposed to, I just want a paver patio, right? So stop trying to sell people crap they don't want or need or guide them in a direction because they say, I want a paver patio when really what they want is a space they can come together as a family. And are they gonna do that with a bunch of concrete or pavers in a a circle or square out in the backyard as often as they would if you would actually think, think through it a bit more and think about how humans actually come in contact with the space And how protected space is more valuable and they get out more often so they're going to be out there playing games with their kids more and being part of that space like an extension of their home versus just a you know little square in the backyard that they can put a table on and probably fall off the edge because it's above the ground and you pull your chair back and fall off the edge of the patio like we all had experiences with that stuff right but let's avoid that and let's think about how we can make the outdoor space just as comfortable and used as the inside of the house because when you do that you solve a ton of problems you add a ton of value not just to their lives but also to that property as well. If they were to sell, the next person would come in and be like, holy crap, this house, the floor plan's beautiful. And look, it extends directly outside. All right. so it's, it's, having, it's, it's teaching others in our industry how to have that conversation so they can be most efficient with their time and also be, have the biggest impact in their clients' lives. And sidebar, not waste as much time with people who are just yanking your chain looking for free ideas and, and quick quotes. Because those, those don't end up going anywhere. Dude,
1: so good. Yes, I, I saw Yes Express sales systems. I'm like, yes, I can't wait to learn more about that. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Absolutely. Very cool. All right, so let's jump into the meat and potatoes. <laughs> All right, so uh, this is where, this is where the, the juice is coming. I know Joshua is not going to hold back. It's going to be good. <laughs> this is where the fun starts. All right. All right, guys. So let's do this. We have three questions we're going to be asking, and I know Joshua is going to drop massive value. So we're all all just blessed that he's here. So let's jump in. First question. Joshua, why
0: do you suck at selling? Why do I suck at selling? I think I, I nailed some of that a little bit earlier, but it's because I hate trying to sell people shit. I hate... That, that whole idea that, and I think so many salespeople, they they, they they know they have to do that, but they don't really want to, right? How much more fulfilling is it when you know you're helping somebody achieve a goal that they've waited their, their life for, right? So for instance, outdoor living, we know that our clients only purchase outdoor living once or twice in a lifetime, you know, swimming pool, deck, roof, patios, these kinds of things, right? Outdoor living spaces. They do it once or twice in a lifetime. So to, to, there's nothing, no bigger privilege than I've had in my life than to help others see that come true. Right? They've they've saved the money, they built the equity in their home. They're ready to do something for their family, something that's going to impact their family's life. Think about the kids with the birthday parties and the graduations and the you know the the rehearsal dinners, like all that stuff that goes on out there. The weekly get-togethers with friends and the breaking of bread and the drinking of wine and telling stories and the cards. And you can just go on for hours and hours around a fire pit or a fireplace. Like that's where so many memories as a kid. The really good memories when you're with your parents and all that that that, that's where they come from is in those moments and to be able to be part of that conversation in in a way that we can bring those things to life is really super important so when i thought of sales in the very beginning as i have to sell them stuff transactionally because i need to make money to fuel the business i could only get so far because inside it just didn't feel right so that's why i suck at selling because i hate selling people stuff i absolutely love helping people buy their dreams and being part of that conversation, being part of the solution to that. And that's really the, the coolest part about what I do because there's so many different ways you can approach these outdoor spaces. And when we do, you know, we think of it from from basically from three points. Efficiency, we don't wanna take over the whole yard. Green space is a, a prime for the backyard, space for the kids to run, play ball, the dogs to run, whatever. To have that green space is super important. Next is about comfort. Because Brandon, if you aren't comfortable and you invest, say, $100,000 in your backyard and you're not comfortable out there, you're not going to use it. And if you don't use this space, why the hell did you buy it? It's that simple. So I tell clients right off the bat, look, if we don't find maximum use and comfort out of this space, don't buy it. Leave the grass as it is right now. Go buy a beach house. You'll make better memories there. You'll have more fun there. At the end of the day, it's money being invested, right? So let's think about this logically. And it's funny because I do say that exact line to my clients and the responses are, are very interesting because they're like, wow, well, this guy's not trying to sell us anything. He actually cares if we're happy. He actually cares if we get what we want. So yes, because that fulfills my soul that I know I'm serving at that level. But at the same time, I want to make sure they don't have to live the regret of making quick decisions that are going to haunt them for the rest of their lives. They're going to say, I put that hundred thousand dollars in and I don't actually use it because it's not comfortable. My kids don't like going out there. The sun is too bright. Every time it rains, we get wet, like all of these different things. And everybody has a different list of what it takes to be comfortable outside. So it's a matter of dialing in on that and making sure we understand what it, what the drivers are, what needs to be there for them to use this space as much as possible. So again, hate selling, love helping people buy their dreams.
1: Yes. Yes. I love this. Yeah. Uh, when you are able to come from a place of service, they sense it. And the world is so uh, – it's funny. There's this, this, this statistic. <laughs> uh, in 1958, people used to trust government, organizations, corporations, and the church. Over 75% of people thought, yeah, they pretty much have the best interest in, for me. Now it's down to under 25% all across the board, which is crazy. Not yeah. that long of, of a difference. So people just – because, and the reason is because politicians, organizations, corporations, everyone generally believes that everyone is out for their own self-interest economically. Pretty much that's yep. it. So if we can flip the script, come in with heart, come in with service, yep. and be like, listen, I just want what's best for you. There, And what the great part about that is, it's so easy, but um, people are going to be so blown away. They're going to be like, what? <laughs>
0: like, yeah, especially when it comes to, you know. oftentimes people talk about competition, right? They, they're so enamored by their competition. Like, let's watch what company XYZ is doing. Oh, goodness, this is what they're doing for marketing. This is what they're doing out there. This is the kind of projects they're building. This is the kind of widgets they're making, whatever the hell it might be, right? And you get in, a, you get in this, this the kind of fear mentality of constantly watching where they are and then trying to do one better than them. So technically, if you think about it, Brendan, they're ahead of you and you're watching them. That's not a good place to be if you wanna, you know, if you wanna really own an industry and really handle uh, your clients at the the highest level with the most uh, service. So in order to be out in the front where you're looking in the rear view, seeing everybody and not, it's not a better than type thing. It's, it's leading with your heart and knowing that you're giving them the best service possible. That's really the bottom line, the experience overall, everything. So they're looking, you know, in the, you're looking in the rear view, seeing them and they're always chasing your yesterday. They're not chasing your today or your tomorrow. They're chasing your yesterday. So that's why you want to be in the front side of it, but it doesn't mean you have to have the highest revenue. It doesn't mean you have to have market share. It just means that you are. Definitely in charge of what you do best. Which, if it is your, you know, heart and soul leading your company, that's great. If it's, uh, you know, the best efficient widget, function, service, whatever, you know, that's also cool too. But the reality is that we have to make sure that we're leading with the service side of things because everything else falls in place after that. And that that'll take the sleaziness out of the selling side of things. And you want to create a team that wants to also do that and not be salespeople who are trying to sell people stuff that they don't need. And then you get a bad reputation because now you with the soul is doing this, but you're teaching everybody else how to go out transactionally. We like to focus instead of being transactional, we like it to be transformational. So I'm going to say that again, instead of focusing on transactions, focus on transformations of your team, of your client's lives, of everything you're doing. Once you start focusing on the transformational side of buying, dude, it's a game changer. You won't have competition. Nobody's gonna be speaking the language. You talk to a client on the phone and within, like we do it all the time, our students do across the country. And when they talk to somebody within 20 minutes, they already know that they're dealing with something very different than everybody else they called because they're actually asking questions. They're keeping their mouth shut and listening. The reason why God gave us two ears and one mouth. But most wanna run their mouth and tell them about how great they are, especially men. You know, it's always this one-up mentality where if somebody, you know, you ask somebody, hey, how you doing? Oh, good, I just got back from vacation. And they say, that's awesome, where'd you go? Oh, we went to, uh, I don't know, just say went to New Jersey, went to the Jersey Shore. That's awesome, that's great, I'm glad you did this. We just got back from uh, from Maui. It was great, we were there for like six months. You know, and they they wanna one-up people. And that's the fastest way to destroy rapport. But as humans, especially as guys, we feel like we, we don't want to be kind of overdone. So we want to do more than the other person. So that's, that's often something that people get caught up in trying to one up people. And you know, the best way to build rapport is to just be curious and ask questions that open the other person up. They don't give a shit about you. What they care about is being listened to. And when you listen to them and you let them come to the table and you're like, wow, I actually think this person's pretty cool later on you can talk about yourself that's fine but in the beginning it's all about them just let them talk just bring them to life give them a platform to to show you who they are and everything else is incredible
1: yes there's for contractors or anyone that deals with any kinds of sales dude you guys can take this and this next week implement this and i almost can guarantee that you're gonna get people wondering whoa How come you're different? This is different. I I can't even count on my, I can't count how many times I've come in with true authenticity and just noticed people being so surprised. So dude, thank you so much for that. Um, All right, so that was why you suck at selling. Now we're gonna go into what is the best advice you ever received that helped you shoot past that dreaded million dollar
0: line? Yeah, so just to kind of quantify that, you know, in business, like I mentioned before, usually about that million dollar line is where most people realize that they have to stop being the business themselves personally, and to start creating an ethos or a an entire persona for the business, you know, to, to know what its values are, what it stands for, what it will do, what it won't do, these kinds of things. And that takes some work and most won't do that. Now that's the business side. But to answer that question, the best advice I ever got was when you get around that mark and you realize that you can't be the. Kind of like the, the focus for the business, you then have to start building yourself. Right. So it's about each day doing what we call two millimeter shifts. Okay. So so many people think, all right, well, how am I going to do this? Like, all right, I want to get to five million, 10 million, whatever the hell the number might be in your mind. And because for some reason that equals success, whatever that might mean for you. I'm just saying it's often done that way. So if that's the case, crap, like I'm today. I'm not the person that could run a $5 million organization. Like I'm struggling to hit a million dollars right here. Like, how am I going to do that? And you're right. The person looking at back in the mirror today can't run that business yet because they have to develop themselves. And here's the key. And what I learned is each day, if you're working to grow, whether it's your spirituality, your physical health, your financial, your family, your businesses, all of those things, if you just focus on two millimeter shifts, two millimeters of growth in each of those segments each day, small, not a lot. What'll happen over time is the accumulation factor, just like compounding interest. It's incredible. A year from now, you won't recognize yourself, but the reason why I say you need to level up in all of those different categories is because if you put a hundred percent of your business, your family, spirituality, your physicality will suffer. And if you put it all into your going to the gym all the time and forget about your business, your family and your spirituality, all those will suffer. So it's a matter of creating rituals each day, something that you that is so stupid simple that even if you were sick with 102 degree fever, you could still do. So, for instance, if you want to grow your business, maybe you commit to each day reading just one or two pages out of a book. That's all you can do that on your worst day, right? Or go for a walk. A run is ideal but just a walk, maybe it's a half mile, whatever, like whatever for you, you know, you could do, or even around the house for that matter, something, you know, every day you can do and you can do it no matter what. And when it comes to spirituality, maybe it's meditation, maybe it's praying, maybe it's reading out of the Bible as well. That's an opportunity, right? But working on that side. And then what are we doing for our, you know, the growth side of things too in the business? So, okay, well, I'm gonna make a few more phone calls. I'm gonna make every day, I'm gonna make sure that I'm, I'm making each system that we're working in and in the business just a little bit better two millimeters guys two millimeters doesn't have to be gigantic shift you don't have to be clearing your schedule for three weeks to make this happen that's why it doesn't happen but if you work each day moving these things two millimeters around it's huge because when you do that then all of a sudden you start to feel momentum when you feel momentum you build confidence when you build confidence you can conquer the world that's really the whole thing so if you wait for one big event to make it happen it's like waiting for the lottery at that point It'd be better if you just saved up a dollar a day in five different cans that eventually after 365 days, you'll have $365 in those cans, right? So instead of waiting for someone to put something in there like a lottery or something. So point is, you know, that's, that's one huge piece is rituals each day get you to your goals and being disciplined in doing them. You have to pick rituals, like I said, that you can make sure you can do on your worst day and that'll get you closer to it. And then you know what, what's gonna also happen then you build that confidence, you start believing in yourself and the next thing you know, more things are possible. And then you start, you know, with the reading that you're doing and with the meditation or praying, pretty soon you start to see a bigger thing. You're great. You're gracious about things. You have a lot of gratitude. You start thinking about what could be. You start visualizing your wins and your celebrations. And the next thing you know, you're like, what happened last year? Like, I went from this to that. I'm just giving you a little bit of context with that. I've had one company for most of my life for the first 20 years of my life. I had one, was one company person, right? How, how else could I possibly, possibly? Focus on more than one, right? The first company, 15 years, my brother and father, and then started the, the next company and then did that for about five years, six years before I started realizing things had to change because I, I knew deep down that I want to serve at different levels and in a different environment. So I knew that I'd be a serial entrepreneur in some way that's always been on my heart to do that. It's not for the money, it's for the impact, right? So I'm like, okay, plus it's for the challenge too, dude. <laughs> Being in different you know environments, it's, it's a ton of fun for the challenge and learning something brand new. Um, and then two years ago, I started guess express. So there's number two. And then in the last less than a year, I've started five different real estate companies and now we're up to seven, right? And it's, once you start setting those rituals, you build that confidence, you know, that your, your problem solving skills are just finely tuned and you make quick decisions. You lead from your heart it just becomes so much easier, but it took me all that time to get to this point. Now I'm excited to see what comes in the future. I don't care if I ever launch another one or I launch hundred and one more. It doesn't really matter. The point is about the service side of it, but once you realize you can and you're curious enough, you'll start thinking, what if, what if, instead of what could happen? What if I don't do it? Right. You know, you start thinking right. that way,
1: dude. Yes. So sustainable two millimeter shifts, accumulation effect, give yourself that self-confidence because every time you fulfill a promise Mm -hmm. to yourself, put a chip on your shoulder. Next thing you know, you believe that you can create these five companies now. And then you're, you're a serial entrepreneur. (laughs) So, uh, that's advice for people that want to get over that seven figure is to do that. And also to, like you said, step out from, uh, being the identity of your business. You, your business starts to gain its own identity, and its own mission and that drives you in your business and you start delegating and it becomes a life of its own along with those daily two millimeter shifts, sustaining it in that self-belief and that confidence that you have, you bring that all together and you're able to scale that up. So
0: exactly it, dude. I mean, the biggest, as a business owner or a human being, the biggest worry you'll ever face or the biggest struggle you ever face is the six inches of real estate between your ears. Oh yeah. Everything you can or can't do is stuck there. If you believe you can, you will. If you believe you can't, you won't. I mean, Henry Ford said it best, right? So, you know, it's 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 going in there and not being scared of that space. It's going in there and, and doing the deep work. And that's where, you know, I've done a lot of work with Tony Robbins and multiple other organizations. Every year I book at least two personal development uh, retreats where I take off and go somewhere. Sometimes it's in a desert. Sometimes it's it's uh, you know, and it could be anywhere. Right. And I go there typically alone. I usually go there alone, not always, but oftentimes alone where I'm the only person I know. And I go and I meet people and I find myself uh, opening up further that way. And in order you know, because I know that that's where the that's that's the war zone right there. That's where we got to get into. And that has been absolutely 1000% profound in my life. And if I have to go back and say, what was the catalyst that took me from a mindset of one, you know, one business and a small service uh, to the world to where I am now and to where I'm going to be going, it's because I did the inner work and, and that it's, I, I was just brutally honest and vulnerable in order to get to the points where I needed to be. And I cried a lot and I broke through a lot of limiting beliefs and I, it's just, it's incredible when you go inside and you actually look around and you, you have no fear of what's there anymore. And next thing you know, anything and everything is possible. Oh,
1: love it, so good. All right, third question, let's jump in. Uh, explain how your leadership philosophy is different from others.
0: Yeah, so leadership philosophy, and I've been touching on this throughout our conversations that I leave with my heart. So many others think that leaders are, you know, uh, behind with a whip smacking it and says, go, go go. and you know everybody's out running in the front. You probably have seen that meme already, right? Where I believe that the leader's right in the fight with the people, you know and, and they're out there and I say fight, I mean in a good way, you know what I mean? but they're, they're out there in it with them. Um, they're not just dictating and telling them what to do. So also when it comes to business, you know, being a leader, it's about creating a business that becomes the vehicle for your team members to attre- to achieve their hopes and dreams faster. So it's not just a, a vehicle for you as the owner to become rich and famous and yada yada. This would be great on the on the, the backs of the slaves working for you. That's a bunch mm-hmm. of bullshit. The reality here is that you want to create an environment that attracts the right people to you that helps them achieve their life goals faster. So that the business becomes a, a kind of a jet engine for that for them. You know, what I mean, it's, it's a it's a fast track for them. And then you can say, Okay, I wonder why People stick around at my company. I see, I wonder why people are here because dude, like it's like their home because everything that you want, they want and everybody's happy. Everybody shares in in the, in the, the, what we win. And it's, it's an incredible environment where others are, you know, winning too. It's not just the boss when he's sitting on a, You know lawn chair on the in the beach somewhere and they're texting them saying the whole place is burning down like i don't care you make the money i don't really care i'm going to sit here and drink a margarita you know what i mean so that's not how it works if you spin that around and and focus on everyone winning and the fact that it becomes that vehicle then that's it's an absolute game changer
1: It's, it's it's sad how i you know how it's sad how many businesses out out there are not running with that philosophy you know and it's just gonna end up being bad for them in the end and the people that leave with this philosophy are gonna you know multiply uh because you're helping people yeah. achieve their dreams you know it's like hey my job is to help you become the person that you want to become and align if you can align with that yeah. then they're going to be very excited to show up for work because like you said jet engine for achieving their goals and uh so good yeah. so good awesome
0: it's a very important piece too. I mean, it's definitely an important piece because if you don't think about that, and again, it's not every single team member is going to be perfect with that. So you really have to be you know, picky about who you're choosing to be on your, in your family or in your team because you know if they don't vibe with your, with your virtues and your overall values for your business and it doesn't fit the business's profile, then they probably aren't going to be a good fit. They might do a decent job, but they're not going to fit culturally, right? So uh, we actually have our, our team members read a book. It's called The Big Five for Life. Uh, it's a, it's a small book that, uh, it goes through and it explains about this whole concept of PFE, which is purpose for existing. So you kind of your, why figure out your why. And then also, you know, the, the big five for them is, is, or for us as well is what are the big five things that you want to, that you would consider success in life. If you were in your deathbed and you look back, what are five things you wish that you would have achieved in your life? Right? So you think of it from okay. that side. And they write them down. The team members write them down and we share them with each that's
1: other. That's really good. <laughs> we share them with
0: each other. So when we're planning a company event or we're teaching, we're, we're thinking about Christmas gifts or whatever it might be. How does those, how do those things help that person get there faster? Wow. We're all cheerleaders for each other that way. And that, that is a game changer. It was for us. Wow.
1: I'm, that's a nugget for me right there. Cause that's, that's a challenge. You know, I'm, uh, for me personally and I know of many others that are in the same place is as you start you start you're right you solopreneur you're the identity then you start bringing in a team and then you have to figure out how to manage those relationships and uh, oh my and then yes you brand vision I'm realizing after oh I need them to align with my brand and my vision and my mission and my goals so dude I love this oh man we're diving we're gonna dive deep I'm excited. <laughs> all right cool. So yeah, no. all right. So, dude, yes, thank you so much. Those three questions. Uh, you suck at selling because you don't sell. You help them buy what they want, and what's best for them, and you come with a heart of service and put them first, and not try to sell them. And people see that and feel that, and they and they're like, well, these people are different. So that was amazing. Um, and the advice on shooting past the dreaded million dollar mark having to have those two millimeter shifts and a sustainable, consistent growth, something that it can be done even on your worst day. That's huge, I definitely try to do that. I think I could be better, so definitely uh, feeling convicted and being held accountable on that. So, and anyone listening, I hope that you're thinking, oh, could I do that, what could I do? Because that is gonna compound, it's gonna build over time and for the seven figure mark, shifting out of you being the identity of your company and then like letting go and trusting, and especially if these people on your team are aligned with your brand and your vision, you, you're you going to be able to trust, which I am feeling, I'm being like, I can hear my inner voice being like, Brandon, you need to make sure to do that better, have that, have your team aligned better with your brand so you can let go more. So that's huge. Um, and the philosophy of leading is uh, leading with your heart, and uh, not with the whip. You're in there with them, and you're helping them become the people that they want to become. All huge three gold nuggets right there. So, before we hop off, I want to respect everyone's time. Uh, any last minute words of wisdom? So, because you got tons of awesome wisdom, and this is I, we're gonna have to have you on for multiple interviews because you got so much. So, uh, dude, just give us give us one one for the road.
0: Yeah, so and I appreciate that, Brandon. It's always great to share, you know, what's been learned, and I'm still always learning. Man, I'm a curious as heck kind of person, and it's always about constant learning, constantly. But anyway, uh, a parting gift here would be to think about the fastest way to build confidence. Okay, uh, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but this is a, kind of like a, a quick. Uh, down and dirty way to do it. Because that's what most of us struggle with, especially as men. We want to act like we're confident, but deep down we're we're not. And especially in new things. When you're trying to, to grow your business and you've never been there before, or trying to add another service or grab another market or whatever it be, there there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with that. So to build confidence, it's, it's a very simple process, right? So it's about setting. A, a, I like to call them musts, right? They're, they're not goals because goals you can forget about. A must must be done. So looking at that list of goals. If you have them and say these three, five, seven, whatever are must, I need to get them done by this time, prescribe a time to it and say, they must be done by this time. You've already set this up. And then it's a matter of winning. Okay. Set yourself up to win because each time that you set a goal, either personal, you know, whether it's something to do with uh, maybe I'm a a runner. So if I'm going to run a distance, whatever it might be, uh, once you get that goal inside of your body, you know, you won. It's huge, right? It's setting that the, those those uh, those goals and getting them. Now, it, it's easy for you to say to someone else, hey, I'm going to go do something and then not do it and no one's going to care. But when you keep the promises that you make to yourself and you promise you're going to hit that goal and you promise you're going to get up on time and you promise you're going to be present for your kid's soccer game and you promise to yourself that you're going to make dinner for the family tonight, their favorite meal, and you're going to do it better than you've ever done before. You promise yourself and you do it Every single time you build a little more confidence, a little more, I said it and I did it. I said it and I did it. I said it and I did it. You start to build this confidence. What kills confidence is when you say it and you don't show up for you. You say it and you don't show up for your family. You say it and you don't show up for your team. That's when confidence erodes much faster than building it, unfortunately. That goes away much quicker than it is building it. Building it's a much slower process. So if you consistently set yourself up for success, say it and do it say it and do it even if they're small like i said two pages a day it's going to build the confidence that you know you can trust you you can trust your word because nobody knows what you've promised yourself if you haven't said it out loud so so many promises that we say to ourselves inside and we don't keep that's like a cancer inside it just eats away at the rest of the confidence you started to build so keeping true to the promises you keep to yourself is the fastest way to do that um, that's, that's the one piece I want to leave with you guys. Just each day, set some goals, some small ones and then be big, just doing the dishes or folding laundry, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then do it. And the more you do that, the faster you're going to build confidence. And pretty soon you're like, holy crap, who is this person? Cause you, you may not be the person that can run that large company today. You have to build that person. That person will exist in 12 months from now. If that's your goal, if you put the time in, you need to become that person that can achieve those goals. And you can't do that unless you put the work in there's no fast track
1: so good joshua so good thank you so much everyone myself everyone listening i think we're gonna uh, it's it's it can be a lonely road sometimes out there in this world so having these words of wisdom is is just like is key so thank you so much and i just want to uh say thank you for being here and you're you're an awesome dude and i'm excited to do life together that's what i always say with people that like i i I really don't like that transactional i like what you said about transformational and it's like let's not just figure out how we can benefit and all that let's figure out how we can do life together you know like that's what i'm about and i'm excited to to do life together in whatever capacity that is and um So my last thing is where can people learn more about you, Josh, you obviously are seeping of wisdom. So people are going to be like, dude, how can I get more of this sales system and, uh, the different approach and the training and the questions And that, uh, that I bet you people listening are, are thinking they're thinking that, wow, this is different. And I could see that this could transform my business. So where can people find you?
0: I appreciate that, Brandon. So they can find us on, uh, uh, on our website, which is um, yes.express, which is yes.express, dot so com. so yes.express, so they can take a listen to our podcast as well. I mean, that's how we found each other through the podcast that we have. It's called The Outer Spaces Podcast. Uh, buddy, Dwayne, and I, we meet awesome people, you know, like Brandon, around the world, and we have conversations about business and life and mindset and all that, and we do that on a weekly basis, so take a listen to us out there. So either yes.express or The Outer Spaces Podcast. That's your best. Oh,
1: dude, yes, definitely. I... Uh, definitely going to be tuning in to many of those podcast episodes because obviously the wisdom is great so dude thank you so much for tuning in to the Christian Contractor Podcast I am Brandon Guthrie with Dream Design Labs if you're a Christian contractor that wants to scale from 7 figures to 8 figures in a way that positively impacts the world around you head to contractorscalingchallenge.com forward slash join the challenge and register free where you'll learn the step-by-step process that we use to scale contractors using paid advertising i guarantee you'll get a ton of value from it and remember uh, marketing doesn't have to be hard so all you need is the right tools so uh till next time guys stay blessed and joshua Dude, thank you so much. You're amazing. You're awesome. I can't wait to do life together. Let's
0: do this. I appreciate it, Brandon. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you, Christian Contractor family, for hanging out with us today. Let's get out there, do great work, and make a positive impact. If you want to connect with Brandon, head to Instagram and follow him at BG44. Let's change not only your life, but the world around you.